BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. This is a transformative time for black America. Our income is at an all-time high, and the opportunity for economic empowerment is unprecedented. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com blueprints. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording live from the Podstream Studios here in Times Square. Folks, I don't know if you were aware, but this week was Equal Pay for Black Women Day, and that was on August 3rd. And I want to say this. This is according to CNBC, and I find this so completely troubling. First, that we have to have an equal pay day in general for all women. Then we have to have a black women's equal pay day because as you stratify, as you go down the list of ethnicities by gender, you just lose money, right? So here is what CNBC News says this week. Tuesday, August 3rd, black women's equal pay day marked the additional, listen to this, 214 days that black women must work to catch up with white, non-Hispanic men what they earned last year. In essence, this article says, black women have to work for 579 days to make what white men do in 365. The article goes on to say this, and I want you to pay attention to these numbers because Again, we have a Congress right now that is controlled supposedly by Democrats. We have a one vote margin with the vice president in the Senate. And here's the thing. We have more women in Congress now than we have at any other point in history. And yet we can't manage to get a fucking equal pay act on the books. And so how does it work just in general for the economy, if everyone who is working is not making what they should be making, then you're not investing in the economy and everyone loses. So I want you to listen to this. On average, black women are currently paid only 63 cents for every dollar paid to a non-Hispanic white man. For full-time working black women, this amounts to a median wage gap, listen, 
of $2,009 a month, $24,110 a year, and $964,400 over a 40-year career. So you're looking at a potential loss over 40 years of working before you supposedly are able to retire of close to a million fucking dollars in lost wages because of pay inequity. And this is according to the National Women's Law Center. And they say this. I've looked at this in a lot of different ways, says Jasmine Tucker, who is the director of research. I've cut it by education. I've cut it by age. I've cut it by job. It doesn't go away. It gets a little bigger. It gets a little smaller. But the wage gap is always there. There's a wage gap in 94% of occupations. Think about this. Because when you think about the education level, the average, the median education level of black women, majority of black women are college educated. Many have post degrees, right? Graduate degrees. So you're talking about a highly educated part of the black community, highly educated, meaning on top of which you have an enormous amount of student loan debt. So not only are you trying to work twice as hard to get half as much, but you're also incurring an insane amount of debt in order to do that and still having to work 214 days more than your white male counterpart? How the fuck do we see these numbers? Know that it's true. Know that it doesn't matter if you are working as a doctor, or if you're working as a teacher, or if you're working as a nurse, it does not matter. The pay gap is apparent in 94% of occupations. And we have the ability to do that, to change it. In other countries, do you know that it is illegal to pay people a different wage for the same amount of work? Why is that such a pipe dream to think about here in America? That if I am working side by side in the same office, in the same fucking position as a white man, that he is making over a dollar more than I am, how is that okay? You know, the justification back in the day was this, and and, and we are so fucking far removed from the little woman stays at home, heteronormative, patriarchal model of what our economy and work looks like. We are so far removed from the 1950s in that aspect, right? But we still set up this idea that somehow white men deserve to get paid more money for doing less. So here's the other thing that the article says, black women who work in areas that are critical to the COVID-19 recovery, such as doctors, nurses, teachers, childcare workers, wait staff, and cashiers, for example, make 11 to 27% less than white men, according to the data from the Economic Policy Institute. In higher paid professions, including among doctors, this broke my heart. White male physicians and surgeons make $63.41 an hour on average. Black women in these positions make less than $46.59 an hour. This is according to the Economic Policy Institute. 
the pay gap can potentially result in millions of dollars lost in wages in black female physicians lifetime. So imagine again, you're going to school for seven, eight, however many years in order to get that good paying job. You get in, you think that you are doing it. You are doing the most. And you come to find out that you are making 20 to $30 less than your colleague who studied right beside you. Going through the same program, getting the same degree. This is not about fairness because fairness comes from a place of like morality and values, right? This is about equity. And I believe that we should be in a position to be able to sue employers, right? We got partway there with the Lilly Ledbetter Act that was signed during the Obama years, but we did not get all the way there. And it's a conversation, honestly, that does not come up enough. Over 50% of the fucking population is women. Over 50%. So you're talking about, folks, that if you are a single parent and you are a woman, that you are barely able to make ends meet. You should not be in a household where your husband, if you are straight, again, your husband is making more money than you and you're in the same position. And this goes thinking about, right, queer people. Black queer women who are coupled are more likely to be living at the poverty line than any other group. That is insane to me. But that number has always stuck out in my head from when I was doing the research as a senior advisor at the Center for American Progress many years ago. Because when you're looking at the way discriminatory policies work, is that there is a huge economic component here. Because in order for white men to have everything that they have, the path needs to be cleared for them, which means that whatever clutter, debris, and obstacles are moved out of their way are placed in other people's way. And we just shrug this off in America and we say, continue to lie to people and tell them, get an education, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, do the most. And you have a group of people, black women who do all of those fucking things, check every single goddamn box and still come up in their lifetime, a million dollars less. So when we were referred to and said to be the workhorse of this country, this is what the fuck I'm talking about. Because from slavery until now, black women have never gotten their just due, ever, right? We don't even get acknowledged for the creative content that is put in, being put out. So if you have kids right now who are telling you about boycotts that were happening on TikTok and other things, it's because black creators are like, fuck y'all. You come in here, you steal our moves, you steal our intelligence, you steal our creativity, you dress it up in whiteface, and then you push it out there, and all of a sudden, you're getting all of these 10,000, 20, 30,000 millions of endorsements. And meanwhile, the black creatives get nothing. It happens in every single space, in every single industry, and it is sickening, and it should be illegal. You should get the same full dollar for work that your male counterparts get. So the article goes on to state this. And again, just really incredibly troubling to me. So it goes on 
to state this very clear fact. Student loan debt, as I mentioned, caregiving duties, particularly for single black women, are among the factors that can exacerbate the overall gender and racial wealth gap. Yet some companies are making strides, they say, to provide benefits that could help narrow the divide by providing student loan repayment assistance and subsidized childcare. So again, when I hear the likes of Nancy Pelosi utter things like canceling student loan debt isn't a good idea, this is who she's saying it's not a good idea to. There are schools right now, some that we have talked about, historically black colleges, that are canceling student loan debt because they want their graduates to be able to dream, to achieve. What would you do? Where would you go work? What would you invent? What would you innovate on? What business would you create if you weren't saddled with six figures of student loan debt? It stops innovation, it stops dreaming, and it forces us to continue to be cogs in a machine that just grind us out. So it is a different form, dare I say, of indentured servitude that happens when you become a college graduate. And so when Democrats, on one hand, want to campaign and tell young people, oh, we have your back, or anyone for that matter that wants to go back, get certificates and degrees so that they can be more competitive, you're trying to be more competitive so that you can make more money. And we're telling black women that essentially you're a motherfucking hamster on a wheel right now because you can keep running and you can keep running, but you ain't ever really going to get anywhere. And that's a horrible place to be in, a horrible one to be in, particularly when we have the ability to stop it, when we have the ability to create policies that make it a federal offense for you to pay people a different amount of money for the same goddamn jobs. I'm not talking about bonuses, folks. I'm talking about the fact that you're sitting as a cashier right? And Johnny next to you is making $20 an hour and you're making 12, but you guys are scanning the same fucking groceries. That's what is happening. That's what's been happening. And we've justified it by saying, oh, you know, the good old boys club, men need to make more because they got to take care of the little woman at home. That is not the society that we live in, and it has not been for quite some time, but our policies have not caught up to where we are currently. And that to me is incredibly frustrating. So they say that there are some fixes that employees can make, but again, I'm looking in this article where there isn't any for the fixes that Congress can make, right? So once again, we are passing the buck to private employers to do the right thing. They're not going to do the right thing without fucking incentives. We know that. No one does. So here is what they offer. Employers can make tax-free contributions of up to $5,250 a year to their employees' student debt through 2025. That can help many workers, including black women, who are among those hardest hit with student loan debt. This is another interesting point. While mothers in general who work full-time earn 75 cents per every dollar paid to fathers, black working moms are paid just 52 cents on the dollar. 
However, a recent NWLC report found that in high, if high quality, affordable child care were universally available. And again, this is the type of infrastructure that we're talking about in the America Cares Plan. We are talking about ways in which we learned through COVID-19 how unaffordable child care is for most American households. And so if we were like we are doing right now with the child, with the earned child tax and all of these credits that folks are able to get per child, but understand that this is running out, right? All of these offers, let's say, from the federal government have expiration dates. And we see how they function with expiration dates, given what happened with the moratorium on evictions. People were evicted at five o'clock in the evening that day, because guess what? The extension didn't take place until 5.30. So we know that everything that is afforded to families, to individuals, has an expiration date. Of course, if you're not a shareholder or a CEO. But there are ways that the federal government can provide a basic fucking income so people are able to close this gap. It should not just be left to private industry to do the right thing. That is it for today's Woke AF Daily Podcast. To hear more from me, including five full hour-long shows every single week, exclusive guest interviews, and more, support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Woke AF. Power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com.